From the DMZ to the NATO front, this is CRN. Welcome to the Lightning Round. Welcome. Well, hello, and welcome to the Dave Kirshner Lightning Round Podcast. I am your host. We're on episode, let's check the notes, 104. We have three days to the midterm election. We are finishing up week 93 of the 46 Quadrennial Hunger Games. And I got to tell you, I, I, don't, I don't know if I can read another political hit piece. I mean, yeah, there are there are happenings, there are comings and goings this week. Uh, so it, I, I think it's going to be a short show. I don't want to say I'm burned out, but um, you know, because all of the all of the vitriol has been spewed by all of the various candidates, and I'm ready to just get it on, get it over with. And let's see how bad the bloodbath is going to be. So, uh, I'm a little apathetic right now. But, I'm sure I'll get over it on Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Alright, let's get into it. Okay, so the first thing that I will talk about is probably what every other news channel and podcaster has already talked about. And that is the attack on Paul Pelosi. Uh, turns out he and his friends like hanging out in their underwear. And if your friends are progressive nudist protesters that are also illegal immigrants, <laughs> I'm, I'm not making that up. Uh, and everybody was asking, where's Nancy during all this? Where's Nancy? Nancy was getting a boob job. Nancy was at the plastic surgeon with all of her ill-gotten gains from insider trading. Nancy was getting a boob job. At 83 years old, she had a little, a little pick-me-up in the uh, gesticular area. You, you, I, I'm not making it up. I'm not being hyperbolic. These are the facts. It strains my mind and bends all laws of incredulity. I just, you can't. You can't make it up. Uh, I saw a news report. Michael Bloomberg, the failed presidential candidate, he came out and was like, well... Well, it's a good thing he didn't have a gun, because cause he could have died. Well, I think you got that backwards there, Bloomberg. And everybody knows, if you don't know who Michael Bloomberg is, uh, he is a zealous gun-grabbing nutjob on the left who ran for president. He wanted to ban everything under the sun, including, I'm sure, little wooden rubber band guns. But, hey, you know. That's his thing. 
him and Beto O'Rourke are cut from the same cloth. Yeah, I mean, what else? What, what else can you say? It's one, two, three o'clock in the morning. The, the husband of the Speaker of the House, the number three most powerful person in the in the world, on the planet, in this country, and he's off playing hide the hammer with some illegal immigrant nudist protester, BLM activist. You know what? Well, they do live in San Francisco, so nothing surprises me at this point. But while he's off playing the hokey pokey, she's getting her boobs done. She's getting a boob lifter or something, implants. I don't, they haven't said, but she was at the plastic surgeon. That's where she was. She was in recovery after her surgery. We got to get rid of these people. Next. Okay, so the next one is, um, you know, Biden, Biden said, I'm going to give a speech. And it was an unscheduled speech uh, in the D.C. area. And, you know, it, when it came out, when I, when I heard that it was an unscheduled speech, I, I, you know what? I actually, <laughs> I actually thought he was going to try and sway the election by announcing his resignation. Uh, but that was not the case. Instead, Biden gave a speech that was just as derisive as his Hitler-esque Nazi platform speech cloaked in red and black from a few months ago. And, and uh, ultra-mega, mega-mega Republicans are uh, a threat to democracy. Everything's a threat to democracy when the Democrats know they're about to get their asses handed to them. I find that interesting. But they all seem to be quoting from the same line. That nationwide, there are 300 election deniers on the ballot. And I'm thinking to myself, that's an oddly specific number. How have they derived that number? Well, it's basically an NBC poll. And they went out and tried to figure out all how many election deniers there are. You know, Bill Maher is talking about election deniers. Biden, 300 election deniers. But, if I were on the ballot, there'd be 301 because that election was stolen and he's illegitimate and fraudulently elected. And I will say it till I'm blue in the face and in the ground. And I will probably put it in the eulogy that I will write for myself for my friend to read after I'm gone. That's how much I believe this guy is not president. In that same vein, uh, Hillary Clinton, you know, Hillary, um, she came out and she was all bent out of shape about this Kari Lake out in Arizona. And uh, she was like, she's, a, she's an election denier and she's got radical far-right policy. You know, she was just off the rails again. And Kari Lake came out and said, uh, yeah, I saw what uh, I saw what Hillary had to say, and I just want to say right now I am in excellent health. Uh, the brakes work on my car, and I am not suicidal. <laughs> so Kari like literally just called out 
the whole Clinton crime family as being a bunch of homicidal maniacs that have killed anyone and everyone that has gotten in their way that potentially had dirt on them. <laughs> I thought that was perfect. I was laughing my butt off. But these these pundits, these these late night hosts or whatever, they're all they're all reading the same script. Three hundred election deniers are on the ballot across the country. And I'm thinking to myself, when they keep saying the same thing over and over again, 300 election deniers, it reminds me of when they first started spewing, 97% of scientists say climate change is real. That, that's actually not true. That 97% did not say that. It's like saying four out of five dentists agree Crest is the best, 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 best you know, and it's just... 300, you know, it's just crap. It's just crap. And then, you know, during this little speech of his, if you want to call it that, he was like, mega, mega Republicans are a threat to democracy. And, you know, you've got a, a sitting member of the House saying that this is what it was like in 1933 Germany on Hitler's rise to power, you know. We're one election away from Nazis running the planet. Uh... The guy said this shit. I'm not making this up. This is the Democrats just projecting their own issues. We have not done anything even closely resembling dictatorial rule. But for 93 weeks, we've seen what it looks like when... When they installed this illegitimate, fraudulently elected numbnut, we've seen what it looks like to start dipping our toes in the water of living in a socialist society, living under uh, a dictator and authoritarian rule. You don't believe me? Look at all the lockdowns. Well, you know what? Maybe we should just forgive and forget all the things we said and did when, when, when we were in the dark about COVID. No, go to hell, fuck you. I will never forgive and I will never forget. And I will never comply again. Ever. If someone in my family wants me to get a jab for XYZ, no. I've been jabbed three times. And every time I didn't want it. And every time I convinced myself that it was for a good cause. It was for a good reason. Not because the government told me I had to do it. Not because the CDC said this or, or there were this restricting or I had to have a vaccine passport. You, here's my vaccine passport. If you can see the audio or the, the video of this, I'm holding up my middle finger. That's my vaccine passport and I will never get another one. Ever. I don't care what new pathogen comes out of what lab in China. I'm not getting another shot. And they're starting to say that they're going to mix the shot in with the flu vaccine. Guess what? I've never gotten a flu shot either. And now I definitely won't be getting one. So fuck you. Not doing it. I think I went off the rails. I don't know. Maybe that's all part of the same segment. Next. And now we pause for some shameless self-promotion. If you like post-apocalyptic, dystopian, and preparedness fiction as much as I like writing it, 
or you just like the show and are curious to see how creative my mind can be, then pick up my five-part fictional series today. In a nutshell, over the course of When Rome Stumbles, Hannibal is at the gates, by the dawn's early light, colder weather, and a time for reckoning, I crash the big ag and financial industries, unleash some jihadists and an EMP, then spend 20 years trying to evade a socialist dictator. You can get all five parts in electronic format from my overlords at Amazon for $20. Paperback pricing is set to Amazon minimums based on page count, so I can't help you there, but for the bibliophiles out there, each part of the series averages about $15. If you don't have the time to just sit and read, you can find all five parts in audio format too. Audio pricing is set to Amazon minimums based on recorded finished product length. But I have freebie codes. So shoot me an email at djkpublishinghouse at gmail.com to get your freebie codes today. Don't wait. Get a copy of each part of this exciting and action-packed series today. You will not be disappointed. And now, back to the show. All right, so here's the last piece. And I told you this was going to be a quick show. It just so happened I was going through my email in preparation for the show. And... Uh, I don't know. I, I think I was maybe saving this for the preparedness show, but um, given where we are in the country right now, after 93 weeks of jackassery and um, what have you, it's an article titled, Six Warning Signs Before an Economic Collapse That Most People Miss. It was written by Brandy M. on October 27, 2022, and it shows up on the Ask a Prepper website. <laughs> So what are the signs of economic recession? And number one, they said it was six signs. Well, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, seven. They have seven. I don't know why they miscounted in their title. Anyway, the number one thing of uh, warning signs of an economic recession, which uh, we already know we're in a recession. They've tried changing the, the definition of it. But, hey, who am I to split hairs with the actual definition of a financial term? It's like they tried to introduce common core to economics. It's fucking ridiculous. Anyway, here are some signs of an economic recession. Number one, a rising unemployment rate. You cannot trust the government numbers when it comes to the unemployment rate because... If you lose your job and then you start looking for another job and say you can't find a job in a certain amount of time, they stop counting you. And that is what has happened with a lot of people in this country. They've stopped counting them. That's why the unemployment rate looks the way that it does. And they're like, oh, the unemployment rate's down. No, you just stopped counting millions of people. Number two is declining property sales. Well, the Fed made sure that they slowed down the housing market because they are raising interest rates. Interest rates for homes and property are in the 7% range. Now I think they're coming up on 8. They've had another rate hike. There are actually some people out there telling you now's the time to buy because people, for some reason, they, they still are trying to sell their homes but now they're more amenable to taking less than what they're asking for. So they're saying you can get houses for a steal. Don't worry about what the interest rate is. 
it will come down. It might not be for years, so if you can't afford the current interest rate, don't do it. But if you can, go buy that piece of property. Go buy that, that ranch or that farm or that house or whatever. Go buy it. Eat the interest rate. And then when the interest rates drop down below 4 and they get back into a normal range when a Republican's in the White House, just go refi it. I, I'm a risk-averse type of financial guy, so I, I see 8%, I'm walking away. But there's, there's people have, you know, they're, they're okay with a little more risk. I'm, I'm not. So I, I wouldn't do it, but that's what they're saying. Uh, number three is poor stock performance. Uh, yeah, the stock markets are tanking. The Dow, the NASDAQ, the Nikkei, the German exchange, the, the uh, English exchange, they're all dropping precipitously. I never did get around to talking about the new British PM. Uh, maybe I'll do that uh, depending on how next week goes. We'll see. Uh, number four, increased inflation. <laughs> so far, I've got check, check, check. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I think I skipped one. Inverted yield curve. So this is something interesting. I don't, I, I don't play around in the world like this, in this bond markets and things. But what it says for inverted yield curve is it measures the correlation between the short-term interest rates and long-term fixed income rates per the U.S. Treasury. An inverted yield curve indicates an impending economic recession when the interest rates on short-term securities are higher than those on long-term deposits. Okay, so you've made a short-term versus long-term investment. So, all right. Uh, then it became poor stock performance. Then it became increased inflation. I don't even need to say anything about that. Just look at your grocery bill. Look at your energy bills for your fuel for your car, your fuel for your home, your electricity for your home, your water bill. Just look at all of that. You tell me inflation's not here? Okay. Um, another one is increase in credit card def debt defaults. So people are having to choose whether or not to put food on the table or pay their credit card minimum. And so they're saying, I'm going to put food on the table. So uh, consumers lost of trust is the last one here. Without consumers, the economy would collapse. The economy's main driver is the consumer. They may be more likely to spend less when they lose confidence in the economy because they are under financial strain. A slowdown in consumer expenditure may indicate a potential recession. Well, I'm telling you right now, the recession's already here. Almost every one of these that I can actually actively define, that I know anything about, is already here. We have declining property sales. We have rising unemployment. We have poor stock performance. We have increased inflation. And we have consumers' loss of trust. I don't know about the credit card defaults because I haven't seen any articles and statistics on that. And I don't know much about the inverted yield curve. I mean, I understand the words that are here, but that's not something I dabble in. So I don't know about that one. But I'm, I, to me, it's already here. And here's what I don't get. I mean, uh, people that are in the preparedness niche that that they're that's their mindset um that is their lifeblood um 
they I, I just don't understand how this country has not collapsed financially with the amount of money that they are spending and the amount of money that they are printing how they have not collapsed our economy and we have defaulted and our country has devolved into some sort of Orwellian uh, post-apocalyptic shit hit the fan nightmare I don't know how they're keeping that deck of card that that card house you know how are they keeping that from falling down they are propping it up somehow some way and i don't know it uh hmm. anyway folks that's the show we're uh we're finishing up week 93 week 94 is going to be all about the election so let's see what happens fingers crossed maybe all 300 election deniers get elected that'd be awesome Joe Biden's worried that because the Republicans are likely to take both the House and the Senate, they're going to impeach his grifter family. And I say that's great. Here's the difference between impeaching that dickhead and impeaching Trump. You impeach that dickhead, there's actually proof of every single illegal thing that he and his family have done, whether or not it's his brother or his son. They are guilty as sin, and there's evidence to back it up. That's going to be the difference between the impeachment of Joseph, oh, what is his middle, Joseph R., I don't know, who cares, numbnut. That's going to be the difference between the impeachment of that numbnut or, and the two or three impeachments that they did against Trump. There was no evidence against Trump. It was just all bullshit. And everybody knows it was bullshit. But, all right, folks, be good, stay safe, keep your head on a swivel. I'm out. Happy Hunger Games. And may the odds be ever in your favor.